So the question is, how long does it take for kids to recover? Um, and uh, sometimes it goes on and on and on. And what can we do? So first of all, there are many, many dozens and dozens and dozens of people where they do get a Yeshua very fast. Um, the reason when we go to a Shabbaton together and people are there six, six years, eight years, people are, are here on the group, seven years, eight years, because they didn't get that full Yeshua yet. Uh, we have uh, a few hundred kids that are already Shemitah mitzvahs, kids who are married, kids, and all of that. So there's a, a, a group of people that get a Yeshua faster for whatever reason, and uh, we just don't hear from them. Now, I ask you, those of you who are in it, should please remember that when you get helped, you should come back to the group of people who are not helped yet and give them kizuk. It's a responsibility because the, the words that you say, nobody could say as well as you. I also give you 700, approximately 700 audio clips of testimonies where you'll hear from hundreds and hundreds of people um, their testimonies, some of them all the way um, out, some of them how the kids got out of drugs, kids got out of violence, kids got out of um, alcohol addiction and all the steps along the way, um, which will give you a lot of chizuk. But on the groups and on the Shabbatonim, the Tipi Shabbaton, you're basically, most of the people coming, the kids are not from. We have a few people that come back to give chizuk, but very few, and, and not everybody has the money to spend a weekend with people, you know, and they don't feel that connection. So once the kid is already out and better and stable and from, most of the, most of that group of TP doesn't really come back and, and sit here in, in group. And so you're getting the people who are still waiting. So there are people who do get a fast Yeshua. We don't know why. There are people who it takes many, many, many years. In that category, there's really two types, as you said. There, there are a lot of parents that they come here and, and it's so bad and they focus on this kid and the crisis Bezrat Hashem is over. The kid's not cutting themselves. They're not running away anymore. They're not bashing up cars. They're not on heavy drugs. They're home. The crisis part of it, for some people, you know, it's over. And once it's over, a lot of them slack off on focusing on this kid because they have other crises. Their life, they're busy, and they're not doing everything they can for this for this person to get to the end zone. They they water it down, and I ask them, so what did you do? Like, well, we don't really do. Again, they have calm in the house. There's no hatred. You know, that's how they got out of out of uh, stage four. So they put the kid in stage two. You know, they put the kid back into into. Uh, they're even functioning. They're working. But you want them all the way. You want to get all the complete success. Why would you slow down the medicine? And a lot of people do. And uh, I try to motivate them to retrain and to refocus because it still hurts you that they're not fully functioning. And you're still going to have to carry them in 10 years and 20 years from now because they're, they're still not healthy. So make them healthier. You're saving your own effort in the future and giving yourself a chance to have more nachas and to have a more stable marriage and to have a more stable uh, nachas from the enakloch, you're saving so much 
but it's still some people find very hard when they have shalomayas problems and finance problems and and all kinds of you know, health issues pop up and then grandparents who are sick and it's just some people just they lose they lose focus of that so we we are very successful at competing with whatever you needed from a trauma center a psych ward a rehab um a uh, eating disorder clinic just today we have somebody they're by us a year the kid left the eating disorder clinic without being successful. And when, when the eating disorder clinics don't know what to do and, and someone weighs like 70 pounds or something and, and also rebellious and also cursing the parents and also depressed and also not from, and also, you know, going out all night. And, and now today he texted me a picture of him, see the father with his daughter snuggled up together he tells me that my daughter today came over and said, Ta, can we just go out for lunch? And he's like, of course, like, sure, but I don't mind eating home. She goes, no, no, I want to spend time with you. There's a girl who wouldn't look at her father a year ago and who's healthy and smiling and working and no eating disorder. And uh, none of that, none of that, none of that. And she's not anti-Yiddishkeit. And of course, she's floating towards it. She's going to want to be like her parents and 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 everything's going to work out great, Bezrat Hashem. But don't stop focusing. Keep on healing. Relapse is a real thing. They're still very vulnerable. They still have have a life of 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 problems that we don't even we didn't even discuss and we didn't even go through what they went through. So some people lose track and 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 don't focus. That's why I always say minimum one month, once a month, minimum once a month. You got to do something spectacular and amazing. But Bezrat Hashem, you'll see that as as your daughter's situation gets calmer and better, you're going to do less and less for her. And then you're going to convince yourself, you know, it's good for her to have less and less help from us because she's getting stronger. No, you should be doing full intensity of that first week and month of TP. You should never stop, even after marriage, because they're always vulnerable. These kids have bad luck. And they have PTSD and they've gone through stuff that causes them. They're prone to depression. They're, they're, they're never fully, 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 fully healed. And even when they are fully, fully, fully healed, there's still a bigger chance of them. If something goes wrong in their life to go back to alcohol, to go back to fall apart, they still went through, they still have scars. They still have scars inside of them from their pain. So we have people who don't do enough. And then we have people who do everything 100%, and it takes time. It takes time. We're not talking about somebody who twisted their ankle. Someone twists their ankle. A month later, they can walk. A broken foot? Six months. A broken spine? These kids had total breakdowns, especially stage three, stage four, total breakdowns. And the breakdown is not even the issue. The breakdown came from usually childhood abuse, sexual abuse usually, that they don't even deal with yet. This haunts them and, and, and can, it, they, it, it changes the course of their life. There are people who are old, who are 60 years old, and they'll tell you, it's going to rain tomorrow. How do you know? I feel it in my hip. I feel it in my knee. They have arthritis. I, I once broke my leg and I could feel it. They have all kinds of, it's forever. So they're not doomed. They can become super sensitive, super caring, super giving. They can help other people with their pain. I get emails from people and, and, and they've suffered or were rape victims and stuff. And they're opening up um, 
ways to help help with the the next kids and i'm like the only way to make sense of the pain that god gave you is to use it to understand other people in pain and and they could be great adults and they could be fantastic and a lot of the people who are helping people went through pain and and bezrat hashem they're going to be happy and healthy and whatever but it's a lifelong it's a lifelong something i can't say it's a lifelong disease because sometimes they benefit from it they're always they're going to be more sensitive to the broken souls. They're not going to be egotistical and think that they're better than the rest of the world. But it takes time. Someone goes to skiing, let's say, and breaks their whole body in a terrible accident. It takes many, many, many years and surgeries and many, many, many years. So we don't know. We don't know if the kid could be better um, through more tipo, more of our TP. Or there's a certain amount of time. So the main thing is that the parents have to go to sleep at night with the feeling, I am doing everything possible for this kid. I'm doing everything possible. We're hugging. We're going on trips. We're making her smile, making him feel close. We're doing everything possible. And then we rely on the third shutaf. We daven, we daven, we daven. And then we do our hishtadlus that Hashem wants from us because Hashem gave us this kid. And then we say, Hashem, okay, you know, at the end of the day, you're the one who, who creates the healing and, and two out of three shutfim are, are fully invested. We will do anything for this kid. There's no rechook, there's no rejection, there's no criticism. And we're using all of our resources, even if we have to collect money, positive taking them out on trips, doing stuff to uplift their life with fun and fun and fun and fun. We're doing all, all the advice that Avi tells us. Or if you're going somewhere else, all the advice, we're doing 100%. Then you've done 100% and then we wait for the Yeshua to come. And it comes, it comes, it comes. And even when it takes a long time, by the way, it's still not 30 years and 40 years. I wish it would be tonight for everybody. But sometimes it takes years and years and years. And sometimes it's, it's Hashem's refining us. And we need that amount of time to become be'etzem, be'etzem. Somebody says, I'm doing TP. Don't do TP. Become a, a, a person. Become a, a person who looks at someone with compassion. It's like saying, I'm doing the Yud Gimu Midasarachamim. Nesiv Shalom says that the Lashon of the Sifri, he's Medayik in the Lashon of the Medrash. It says, Mahu Rachum, just like Hashem is compassionate, merciful. Af'ata Havei Rachum. You too become a Rachum. He says, not to act with Rachmanas. Don't say, oh, disgusting person. I'm so much better than them. Ego and this and that. But I want to be yoyed to the mitzvah of Rachum. So I'll go over to him and say, oh, do you need help? That's the beginning. You have to fake it till you make it. Yes. But Havei Rachum, sometimes it takes us 10 years. Sometimes it's not about them. Sometimes it, we need the time to become internally Havei Rachum, Havei Chanon, Havei Erech And that's why the other kids are supposed to be gaining from this. If we're Erech we, we don't get angry right away for this kid. And then we get Erech with our spouse, our neighbor, our, our other kids, our in-laws, our aunts, our uncles. That means that we didn't become havei erechapayim. We're just acting. We're not. We're not being. We're not becoming. We're, we didn't transform. By the way, I'm giving a plug. Um, this today we did the the time of the virus here, but 
We're starting a new series every Sunday. Every Sunday. It's 15 minutes a day on Sunday. And then every day, some people listen to the 15 minutes every day. But if not, that becomes the Mida of the week. And you make sure to do the Mida every single day and think about it. And then after 13 weeks, you become a, a, a higher person. You take the course again. It's a nice free course. I send that out on WhatsApp every Sunday. Become uplifted. When your child sees an uplifted person who's calm, slow to anger, compassionate on all beings, which is their liberal mindset, but we're not doing it because we're liberal. We're doing it because Hashem has Rahmanas on his creatures. Even on the Mitzvah, Hashem said, no Shira, no, don't praise me on a day that the Mitzrayim, right, who are, who are bad, and they were bad. They weren't just bad. They didn't just sin. They sinned against God. They, they were they spit in his face. But they're my creatures. We have to become compassionate. So yeah, when I see a homeless person and I, and I tell my kid, I say, you know, let's, let's go, you know, give him $5. We had a father that he did it to impress his daughter, which is fake. He went on a cold day. And he, he bought like a bunch of bread, tuna fish. It was nothing. It was 50 cents a sandwich. He made like 50 sandwiches. He went out and he gave homeless people sandwiches. By the way, Avraham Avinu started this religion with doing that. You know, we don't think about that because we have so much work to do with, with from people and so much chesed to do. We don't have time. But really, that's how this religion started. And he did it and he took pictures and little videos and he made a nice little collage. And he told us, sent it to his daughter. He said, you inspire me because she always defend the homeless. Wow, what an amazing thing that he did for her. But when he finished, he said, you know, I felt good. They're God's creatures. They're frozen. They're cold. They're needy. And it could do it in a warm climate also. They're hungry. They, they need people to care about them. He, he felt good that he, that he did something good for mankind. We're supposed to inspire the nations. It's a Kiddush Hashem. And, and there are stories brought down where people's lives were saved. There's one specific story. I'm not going to say all the details, but there was a Rav that was very good to a, a, a homeless or a robber or something like that, a guy. And then he was traveling and he got attacked by robbers and they put him into the cave and they were going to kill him. And then they said, we're waiting for the head robber. The head robber came in. It was that guy. And he said, don't kill him. And, and set him free, and they gave him back all his money, and they gave him supplies and money, whatever, and they sent him off because he was nice to a guy. There isn't any to be nice to a guy also. Anyway, when we change and transform, they will be attracted to that. So we don't know how long this is going to take. And when someone has cancer, God forbid, even with the greatest technology, they also don't know. They'll put someone who's successful with chemo into remission and they'll say, yeah, we don't know. It might come back. God forbid. We'll have to do another round. We'll have to do another round. Try to keep people alive. We don't know when it's going to come back. We don't know how long it's going to take. It's not something that's even a broken leg. We, we have statistics. But I could tell you that we have a lot of kids who come back quickly to stability and, and to everything that we want. And then we have other kids where it takes longer. You're right. A lot of times when it takes longer, the parents drop the ball. And I try very hard to inspire them not to. And even those that are doing 100%, they're going to get the best out of the situation. But even that, it takes time. And that depends on the age of the trauma and the depth of the damage. 
someone who's molested at 10 years old, one time, and it's not so bad, is totally different than someone who's molested at six years old. Someone who's molested by a 14-year-old is different than someone who's molested by an adult. Someone who's molested one time is different than someone who's molested 12 times. And it's the same thing for all other childhood trauma. It depends on how much it affected them, how many times it happened, what ages they were. We have kids, Nebuch, who were literally, I don't want to say the word, really, really badly sexually abused, really, really bad. It might be a lifetime for them because it depends on the depth of the machlok. Most of our kids are doing well, beating the odds, and we're keeping them out of psych wards, and they're getting off drugs without treatment centers, which I'm not against. If they need it, they should go. But it's just amazing to see how many of them quit weed and quit drugs, quit hard drugs even, without any help, and and how many of them don't relapse. We have a few relapses, but most really don't. How many of them quit cigarettes? How many of them just being around the house? Well, just today, uh, I got another text of a parent. They said, first time, my kid said, let's go shopping. I was last night. And uh, they're, they're probably on the group. They're from Eric Israel. They said, my kid, for the first time, instead of wanting to look homeless, wants to look nice. They're, they're mature. Their minds change. They want to start to look more like the family. I got pictures of a kip who two years ago looked like, oh, my God. And by his brother's wedding, he was wearing a suit and a white shirt. His hat, you know, because our hats are small now, so it's a little bit, it was more hipster kind of hat, almost looked like a regular hat. And he sang with his brother and he danced with his family. He's so integrated back into the family that, that it's like, it's just a matter of time for the rest of the healing to come. So I hope that answers your question. Most of all, tefillah, daven and daven and daven. The whole family should finish the whole tefillah every single day, and the rub should say the cherry on top, the capital at the end. And we should share in good news. And I ask you, please, when you're successful, remember those parents who are struggling, and come and always inspire them, and help them from their darkness in the early times. I hope I answered your question.